Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Remenu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. It's Thursday. Pretty kind of misty, foggy, burning off. I thought it was like in the upper, no, mid to low 40s, but Eric has told me that it's like 34, 36 degrees. It was 36 degrees. degrees last I checked. Oh, my yeah, gosh. But it's supposed to warm up about 10 degrees today. And the Lovely. sun, believe it or not, it's is supposed to come through. out. Too. I know. So my down jacket is really working because I had no idea it was that cold. <laughs> it's a very chilly day. Winter it, is almost upon us. I so. know. I know. But we're going to have great weather or sunshine throughout the rest of the week, which is great because I have a little dinner party on Friday and I want everyone to be able to get to my house. I haven't cooked in a long time for a dinner party, so I want to make sure everybody gets there. So we're asking for the sunshine to continue. Today, as you know, Thursday on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, I get to interview really amazing, wonderful people who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. And I bring them onto the show so that they can tell you in their own unique ways, wonderful ideas about how to become more conscious and aware and to grow and evolve, because that's really what the show is all about. And so today I'm happy to interview Lee Fortson, who was born in Denver and has received her BA in writing from our Evergreen State College, which is kind of cool. She has worked as a news director for a community radio station and marketing maven for Ski Resort, a publicist for a best-selling author, a freelance writer, a ghost writer, a marketing specialist, and renewable energy educator for Colorado State University. And as a devoted mother, wife, and spiritual student, she's also a playwright. That sounds pretty cool. I can't wait to hear about that. And has enjoyed productions in small theaters throughout the country. Her latest book, which I love, Embrace, Release, Heal, chronicles her journey through three cancer diagnoses and tells the stories of others who were failed by conventional treatments but who are now thriving. The book devils into the revelance of both diet and the true relationship between the mind and body and how our thoughts and emotions can impact ourselves. So welcome, Lee, to the show. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I know you were just telling me that you come to Seattle, and so I'm looking forward to a day where we get to hug each other and say hi. Yeah, well, I'm hugging you now, and I want to know directions to your house so I can come to the dinner party. Oh, (laughs) perfect. That is so great. You're welcome. I would love that. You are welcome. So I read your book when I was um, on Maui, actually, Ooh. at a Sounds True event that with Eckhart Tolle and Wayne Dyer and those guys yeah. just recently. And I really, I couldn't stop reading. I didn't want it to end, quite frankly. Mm. And as an oncology nurse, um, and I, I could completely emphasize with whatever was going on in your life, of course, all the interesting things that you shared, which I don't think a lot of people share what they really go through mm-hmm. with conventional medicine and cancer. Right. Well, uh, it's good news that you didn't want it to end because my intention was to write a book that was full of good stories, hopeful stories, um, telling a new story about cancer, which is really what this whole thing is. And I had to tell myself a new story in order to believe that I could heal and to get myself through the third diagnosis. So um, it's good to hear that you couldn't put it down. I couldn't, no. Yeah, and what's just so heartening is that I I keep getting emails from people um, who have healed one way or another outside of the conventional uh, treatment and 
And so I think that's a story that must be told over and over and over again because too many people think there are no options, especially if they, if the conventional stuff doesn't work out for them. They feel like the door is closed, and it's not. So um, there oh, you have it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And you chronicalize um, many, many people's stories, not just your own, which the book begin, begins with your story. And it really is um, really heart-wrenching, too, which I know maybe you don't want to hear that part about it. But, I mean, it is. You talk about everything that you went through or a lot of the key points of what you went through and how yeah. hard you worked through it. And, of course, your your healing team worked hard ver- as well, too. But there's this belief in conventional medicine that that's the only way people can heal right. from cancer. And right. that's not true. Right. You exactly. Know? Yeah. It, 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 unfortunately, the conventional treatments are heart-wrenching. Um, they're very, very destructive. Sometimes they work, which is right. great. Exactly. A lot of times they don't, right. which is tragic. And what we put ourselves through with chemo and radiation is, I mean, it's in, even my radiation nurse looked at me after I was had had treatment for the, almost the whole course, and she just said, this is barbaric. And I said, it is. It is, yeah. It's, yeah, and... and you know, again, I don't want to um, dismiss it because certainly there are people who have who have um, survived because of it. But I think it's terribly tragic that that the general public doesn't just know that there are alternatives that are legitimate. The doctors don't believe in them. Uh, generally, they don't even know about them. If they're if they're not taught in med school, then they just you know, they don't believe it's true. So right. we have to be our own pioneers and go into the wilderness and find um, those places where we can get a hold of the alternatives. And there are many. I, I know. And that's the great thing is we don't have to go in the wilderness because of you. You already did it for us. And <laughs> and you have written down places throughout the world where people can go and get treatments you've named their addresses, their phone numbers, the cost of the institutions, uh-huh. uh, basically what they offer and how effective they have been for the people that you talked about in the book as well, right. who are now thriving um, uh-huh. despite, you know, numerous diagnoses and healing problems and, you know, serious health issues that are also incredibly expensive. They are expensive. Oh, my God. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, what they do if they decide to go the alternative route uh, is they have fundraisers for themselves. Um, relative to the conventional cost, if you really look at the hard numbers, it's cheap. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. No, I, I agree. No, yeah. And that's what I meant. I think I think conventional medicine is actually, yes, insurance pays for it, but if you're continuing to be sick and you're not right. being well and you can't work yeah. and you can't thrive in life, it's the cost is unsurmountable for an, for an entire family. Oh, uh, I'm still paying off medical bills you know, from long ago, and, and um, I have great insurance. So, yeah, so that's one thing that, you know, cost, no matter where you turn, is, is likely to be an issue for a lot of people. But as I said, the, a lot of folks who do the alternative route mm-hmm. find support from their friends and family. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a beautiful thing to turn it into a community experience. And, and a lot of people don't know what to do to support you. They really want to, but you know, what can they do? And this is one way uh, that they feel like they're doing something. They can contribute to a fund. So, you know, I know people are scared of um, the cost of whether it's conventional or, or alternative, but there's a way to, to handle it. I agree. And, and if you're feeling better, uh, which seems to be, the, not seems to be, but is the case when 
you start to have your emotional needs met and your nutritional needs met mm-hmm. and the disease begins to go away because your immune system is now rising, you know, mm-hmm. and filling up your body with health. Um, that's huge in itself. It's a holistic experience. And that's what's missing from the allopathic route, as you know, because you yeah. you brought something of your own to the, you know, to being an oncology nurse. That they don't teach in medical school no. for sure. Yeah, but it's a it's a very narrow um, way to go. And we are multidimensional beings. I mean, we right. are body, mind, spirit. I mean, you can name it better than I can. But oh, we're no. <laughs> we're a mix of a bunch of stuff. Right. And to reduce an experience down to biology, I think you know we're just we're just not doing ourselves justice. Right. But this is a new way. This is again a new story about uh, cancer. It's a new way of thinking about it that. It's hard for people because um, Laura Alden Cam, who's the intuitive healer that, that I interviewed for my book, put it so beautifully. She said there's a morphic field of cancer that is so dense and so difficult to step outside of um, because we're so trained, yeah. we're so well-trained to uh, submit to the energy out there around cancer, which is death and fear and drugs and, um, you know, just just sacrifice in so many ways. and, and it's, it's icky, it's kooky, and you, you have to step out of it, in my opinion. Uh, nobody has to do anything, but I had to step out of that uh, mindset, that energetic field, in order to move forward in a way that was um, multidimensional and that answered to all the different parts of myself. And, uh, you know, it, it changed my life. It was wow. an amazing experience. Well, you wrote in the book that, you know, because you have been a writer for a very, very long time. This is your mm-hmm. first book on your own because you've written with other people, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. And, um, and so you had, and you've written for health and nutrition and you've taken very good care of yourself and exercise and did yoga and eat well and you did everything right and you had this expectation that you're going to be healthy. Right. So it was that shocking moment um, when you were diagnosed with colon cancer. Well, it was, it was anal cancer oh, and then anal, the second sorry. one was uh, rectal, it was wow. never colon, thank oh, God. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. and then the third was a random, so to speak, um, <laughs> <laughs> right? So uh, it progressed, so it went from, it did progress. from yeah, anal to the, rectal, and then more yeah. around the sciatic nerve, I believe, exactly. was, yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm still dealing with um, scar tissue, we think, from the radiation um, mm-hmm. that uh, damaged my sciatic nerve. So that's the other thing, is when you, when you, choose to do alternative stuff, it tends to not be, have any long-term side effects versus the chemo and radiation. But, right. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, it it, uh, it it was a shock and, um, you know, it was also an awakening and that that is what I think cancer is for a lot of us or disease of any kind. Mm-hmm. It's an awake, it's a wake-up call mm-hmm. and we can either answer it or we can plug into its biology only. Mm-hmm. And you know, people have a choice. It's it, and there is no pressure. You get to you get to do whatever you want to do. But I think for people who understand that they really have authority, their life is their domain. Mm-hmm. That's when you feel empowered. And you know, feeling empowered in the medical system is a rarity. So yeah, it's uncomfortable. It really uh, is. Even yeah, even for nurses when they have ideas um, to help their patients who are really uncomfortable. Physicians even have a hard time listening to other medical personnel. Unless, is that right? Yeah, unless it's, you know, like sometimes I would make suggestions for probiotics. You know, we're giving mm-hmm. huge amounts of chemo. Our patients are eating kind of sugar and other unhealthy right. food. 
for their meals and coffee and fake cream and stuff like that. And, yeah, that and yeah, and their digestive tract is a mess and they're uncomfortable and they have a hard time eating and, and all of those things. And probiotics could help, you know, increase the right. integrity of their intestinal tract. And I suggested it many times and it was not... Um, something at that time to be looked at. Now pharmaceutical companies are actually producing pro- probiotics themselves. Mm. So we'll see. I'm sure they already have seen it in the hospital. So on your well, third day, di- oh, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. Well, I mean, that's good news if, yeah. if there's some uh, breakthrough about that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And well, and one of the things that you, t- you know, many things you talk about in the book, even vitamin D, are things that holistic practitioners and physicians have been talking about for decades. Yeah. It's not new information like it looks like on the conventional home front, like vitamin D or probiotics or, uh-huh. you know, amino acids and other things that really help support our immune system. They've been yeah. around for a long time. Well, it's it's pretty amazing that some basic stuff like vitamin D, all the stuff you mentioned, um, and also the pH, our pH system. I mean, this stuff is like, uh, it's not a big deal, but the doctors don't have nutrition classes in medical right. school that right. make an impact. I mean, some people have told right. me they had three hours. Some people right. said they had three days. But it ain't three weeks, and even that wouldn't be good enough to cover. I, I usually say three weeks, but now you're clarifying that it's even worse. <laughs> it can be. I mean, I've had doctors tell me different things. Regardless, it, they don't. Nutrition isn't part of their game, right? And which is just so ironic because you know the immune system is something that that um, has to be harnessed, no matter what disease you're talking about, and and it's just. It's just amazing. But, you know, the good news is that there are so many people like you and like naturopathic doctors and um, even more progressive doctors who understand that there's a dynamic going on and that we must take care of our nutritional needs. And eating sugar, which cancer just loves, is not part of that program. Right. I mean, I I used to just like... Blanche when I'd walk into the cancer center for my treatments or to, you know, do follow-up because there would always be a plate of either donuts or cookies or, you know, candy and the, and the um, soda pop was free. And I would just walk in going, my God, what is the, what's the barrier here? Right. Well, but, I, I think you nailed it on the head. If, if, you know, physicians knew more about nutrition and, and they, if they studied it, of course, they would take it more seriously if it was required and taught by naturopathic physicians in medical yeah. school, which would be really healthy. Yeah. Then we know instantly the cafeterias in hospitals and outpatient chemo centers would change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, and the menu would be more organic and more nutritional. You know, it's, I think there's so much invested in the way it is that even if they learn these things, it's mm. very hard to make those changes. I mean, there are places you can find, like Cancer Center of America. Right. We have we have one here. Of in course, you do. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I didn't think I was going to include them because I thought they might be a little bit too conventional. But the fact is, um, they do some great progressive stuff, including serving only organic food. And if you have a, a, a weird dietary problem, they work with you. That is great news. Um, even if the vast majority of their treatments are chemo and radiation, they're still doing. They're still seeing the whole patient and understanding nutritional needs. Beautiful. So, on your before we go on a break, I just wanted to bring this part up. So, on your third diagnosis, because you were diagnosed three times in three years, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry, by the way. Yeah. I, I really yeah. Am. It was. It wasn't. 
the funnest part. But the fact uh, is, again, it was an awakening. So oh, I have to see and, it as. And this book <laughs> came out of yeah, it. Yeah, the book came so, out of it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. wow. And so, yeah. on, on your third diagnosis, which wasn't very hopeful from the conventional point of view, mm-hmm. um, your sister made a comment about a, a woman she'd read about who had healed a brain tumor that was untreatable, apparently, right. um, through a raw food diet, if I remember correctly. She's, yes, and actually she knew this woman. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, and um, the uh, the approach that, that her friend took was raw foods and enemas and herbs. And uh, essentially she, she's from England, and she did work with a, an alternative doc over there, and it was a really intense regimen, but she had a really good friend who helped her out, and um, she's actually in the book. It's Ginny's story. Right. And um, her her dear friend, I mean, this is really the, the definition of, of friendship. Her friend carried her through that because there's no way Ginny could have done it on her own. So when my sister said that, I I suddenly went, this can happen. I can do something. And, and that's how you, among other things, that's one of the things that you progressed towards was um, eating a raw food diet? Yes. Right. Yes, right. I did. I was a raw foodist for about 18 months, wow. and um, it's, you know what? It's the best food in the world. I was so shocked. I thought I would miss burgers and fries so much, but, I mean, only good fries, of course, um, not McDonald's, <laughs> but um, did I say that out loud? Oh, yeah, that's and, fine. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Anyway, I thought I would miss all that stuff, but, boy, raw food, when it, you know, when you give some time to it, is the best tasting stuff on the planet, and if I had a personal chef, I would eat about 80% raw, but um, the fact is it takes a lot of energy, especially because I have teenage kids and I have right. a husband and they weren't interested, so I had to make two meals every night and, you know, it was a lot of work. I had the energy to do it, but, right. um, uh, you know, at this point, um, I don't I don't feel like it's, a you know, the right thing for me now, so... Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we're talking with Lee Fortson. She's the author of Embrace, Release, Heal, an empowering guide to talking about, thinking about, and treating cancer. We're going to take a break here on Marie Menu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back. Nowadays, you can go to just about any astrology website, type in your birth information, and download your chart. That's great, but how many of us know how to read it? Christopher Renstrom has created a course targeted for the person who's interested in astrology, but whose eyes glaze over whenever things start to get too technical and wordy. Join Christopher at his Beginning Astrology Weekend Workshop, February 25th and 26th, at the Courtyard on Lake Union. This class is perfect for those interested in learning about astrology, or perhaps even in becoming astrologers themselves one day. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new Astrology Hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. and visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. 
Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Made fresh each day for you. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. It's Thursday, so I'm interviewing wonderful people. And today I'm interviewing Lee Fortson. She is the author of Embrace, Release, Heal, learning about cancer and how to heal it in different ways. Again, fascinating, fascinating book. How many people did you interview for this book? I mean, it's almost, I think it's almost 400 pages. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, over 400 it's long, pages. It's a long book, but you don't have to read it cover to cover. Um, oh, yeah, you do. I love, yeah, no, well, you can, of course you can not. You jump yeah. around, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. the good news. I mean, right. people tell me, well, I read the chapter on faith and then I read the chapter on, you know, forgiveness, whatever. Uh, I interviewed, I think, probably around 30 people. Um, I would say about a third of them were people who had been told that it was over. Right. Uh, after conventional stuff failed them, and they are now cancer-free and thriving. I know. All your stories have these amazing, real-life stories have these amazing outcomes. One of them um, about a man who, I, I think he had like 200 surgeries, uh, some astronomical amount of surgeries oh, for his cancer. Rick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's an athlete and... And it was just amazing how he powered through and is surviving. Well, yeah, the stories um, of those people, they're my heroes. Because <laughs> I wasn't in half as half about as shape as a lot of those folks were. When I, um, when I was diagnosed, I didn't have any pain, any symptoms at all. So I talked to these people and thought, oh, my gosh, you know, if, if they can heal, anybody can. Most of them were told that they would die. Wow. Um, not everybody, but... Um, so they're very inspiring. Their their stories really, and they're all true stories. I mean, there's no there's no making this stuff up. And I think that these kind of things happen all the time. But medicine, medical doctors, and our our current system doesn't track it. It's not in their field. So, right. um, all you have to do is start asking around, and it's amazing how many people you'll find that have had a remarkable recovery or know someone who has. Right. And then I have about a third of the people that I interviewed were um, alternative doctors, and then about a third were, were um, allopathic doctors, people within this existing system, which I felt was important to include in the book. I know. I so appreciate that, because it was so interesting to see their point of view, because, I mean, obviously they wish the best for their patients, right? And, and they want them to be well. But even when their patients who were were offered no more hope or very little hope and went off and figured out their own way to heal, which is a big part of, I think, about this book, that we need to listen to our bodies. Right. You know, we're all biochemically unique and right. we heal differently and certain things work for certain people and not others. So you recount about how many people, including yourself, go back to their physicians and for tests, for follow-ups, which is smart, you know, good idea. And lo and behold, they're doing great. You know, Their tumors uh-huh. are gone uh-huh. and their doctor's are not as happy as you think they would be. Yeah, that's part of the morphic field. It's, it's, I, I'm afraid that it's, look, my doctors were wonderful people, and I, and I emphasize it, and I feel yeah. a great deal of love and affection for them because they were so dedicated in the field that they know to help me out. Um, but 
it becomes grim for them when they think it's over. And then when you, when you, you know, make it through, some of them just have a really, really hard time putting that into their box. Mm-hmm. They just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've just heard amazingly sad stories from people in the book who, whose doctors basically said, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know how you did it. You know, good to see you. Goodbye. Right. I mean, too bad about that. Um, I agree because, yeah. you know, as a whole, we just want people to get better. However that happens, mm-hmm. wonderful, you know, and yeah. that obviously we have things we need to learn about healing overall, right? you know, not just about cancer, but any form of, of health issue. Yeah. Right. But I really appreciate and agree with you about um, the fact that everyone, every, every biology is different. I mean, um, what worked for me or what works for me may not be what feels right to you. Yeah. And so, again, it's, it's that, you know, taking authority, taking responsibility and tuning in to yourself and going, okay, like when I first got diagnosed and knew I was going to go through chemo and radiation, I just felt sick about it. Right. Of course, nobody looks forward to it, but I was talking to a dear friend of mine and she said, why are you so upset? It's going to help you. And I said, um, because it, it, it just doesn't Right. right, right. And I did it, you know. Of course. Yeah. I think that's the hard part because we haven't really known a lot about the options unless you were raised in some sort of family dynamic that really understands holistic healing and right. recognizes the options are really unlimiting. That's a difference between conventional medicine and, and holistic medicine, at least in my opinion. Um, well, yeah, I agree totally. And, uh-huh. I, and, and the good news is, is just about every doctor that I talk to, whether they were alternative or um, allopathic, said, if you have a doctor who tells you that you're going to die, walk out of there and never go back. Run. <laughs> yeah, run out of there. I and, have, yeah. I have two lovely clients who were diagnosed with cancer. Both of them went through, I have a lot of clients who have cancer actually or have had cancer. And two of them in particular are brought to mind. And they went through the conventional treatments and they went into remission. And then about five years later, their cancers came back. Uh-huh. And they decided not to do conventional treatment. And now their cancers are completely gone. Uh-huh. But they had to figure it out on their own what worked for them. Yeah. And one person did do a raw food diet. And the other person, I can't remember, right at the moment, I think she just yeah. decided not to think about it. I think she just got really, really happy and uh-huh. and just stopped even thinking about cancer. And they're I, both still clean. That's, that's another great story. I mean, these are the stories that people need to hear because they... A lot of people don't believe this stuff. I was on, um, I was featured on a segment on CBS Sunday Morning last Sunday about right. positive thinking and healing, and it was pretty interesting because they had a couple of doctors who have done studies on, you know, uh, how, how your thoughts might impact your uh, recovery, and you know, there's there's just no good news. They they don't affect your your healing, and I'm just going, whoa, you know. So first of all, there's a ton of evidence out there that's already in place in medical schools like psychoneural immunology, which says that, you know, it's a, it's a widely accepted science that says that, you know, when you're happy, your brain emits, emits certain uh, chemicals that, you know, improve your immune system. When you're not happy, it emits other chemicals that suppresses your immune system. Mm-hmm. That, that's a direct um, relationship, and mm-hmm. there's way more to it than that. But but I think that, again, it's for whatever reason, including your thinking and your thoughts and your feelings in the healing process has been so denied and so ignored that it does take, I think, really 
um, a lot of courage for somebody to step outside of that thought form and go, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to do everything I can on every level of who I am to heal. And um, so, you know, your story is just one more about about a client who, who did it. Right, they finally listen to themselves, you know, which yeah. is just hard to do when we're terrified, you know. And, oh. and I think that's what we're learning to do is to not be so scared yeah. so we can hear our intuition and trust that beautiful ancient wisdom inside of us and yes. walk in the direction of what works for us. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. So um, we have a phone call. Um, Eric, who do we have? We, we do. We've got Charles on the line calling all the way from Toronto. Huh? Yeah. Hi, Charles. Hi, Marie. Thank you very much for taking my call. Of course. What can and Lee, thank yeah, you very much you for writing the book. Oh, uh, thank I can you. only tell you that books like yours are very important to people like me. I was uh, diagnosed with cancer about three months ago, and uh, I guess before I even officially got the, the diagnosis, for some reason I knew it was coming. <laughs> hmm. So I started reading a number of books similar to yours and got headed on the path of alternative treatments before I officially got the diagnosis. Um, I read your book probably in the last month, and I can only tell you it's great. Um, When I read your story, it was very much like I was reading my story. The the things you go through are so similar. Um, I've chosen not to have any surgery or chemotherapy or anything else at this point, and I'm just going with the alternative route and... uh, Although I, I don't think I'm scared. It certainly takes a lot of courage to do that because yeah. <laughs> just about everybody's telling me, you know, cut it out and uh, do whatever you want after that. So Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think um, you're, you're voicing something that's very common, which is um, you, you finally muster up what it means to answer to yourself, but you don't necessarily have the support of the people who love you or some of your friends. And that's, that's another, um, gosh, there are just so many little things that we have to deal with in this case, and one of them is, you know, dis- disapproval from people. I think, you know, we can love everybody, but I think during the time of healing, it's so important to surround yourself with people who, who will accept the choices you make and support you in them. And I, it's so heartening to hear that you started the treatment even before you got the diagnosis. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, as Marie said a few minutes ago, it's, in some ways it's not a lot different than a lot of other books you read. It's just, it's just a matter of doing it. So it wasn't really a stretch from where I was going in some other areas, but it certainly gave me uh, some impetus to really hunker down to it. Great. Well, we wish you um, incredible healing on every level. My guys got any thoughts on things, Marie? <laughs> Well, they say you're very determined, you know, you are just I, yep, very right. determined and, and they are just, you know, cause you're high, hyper-focused on holistic treatment. Um, and they're not saying not to be hyper-focused, but I think one of the things I've learned anyway, working with individuals and of course in my own life is to be open to everything, you know, to, it, whenever I get hyper-focused on something, I know I need to take a deep breath and maybe step back and let my view just expand even further. So that's what I'm hearing from them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. yep, no, no problem. I've got things uh, set up with my regular doctors too, so we're, and not, we're not, not falling behind in any yeah, area. Doesn't necessarily mean that. I mean, I don't know exactly what um, they mean by that, other than just to take a deep breath and just let the world view, almost like standing on a cliff 
and letting everything to be in your vision and your peripheral vision. Just to, That's funny. In a dream, I, I, I stepped off a very large building the other night, and I tried <laughs> to fly. I wasn't successful, but I did land safely on my feet. <laughs> Excellent. Wonderful. That's great. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Okay. Thanks, Thanks very much. We'll You're welcome. So one of the things you touch about in the book, which is so true, and of course, I don't think a lot of Americans know about this. Of course, when they read your book, they will. And I highly recommend this book. I mean, I'm not even doing it justice. It's such a great book in terms of all the amazing stories in it. Is the pharmacology industry that is really supporting conventional medicine in the treatment of many diseases, but in particular, a very successful business with cancer? Well, yeah, and the whole pharmacology thing is so political and so um, intense that it's it's difficult for me to even talk about it because it makes me so mad. It's not good for myself. But <laughs> okay, well, the, we don't have to no, talk no, no, about no, it. But here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, the good news is that, for instance, that I I sort of let a a, a certain doctor in the book, uh, David Felton, who actually is the one who uh, was able to track the psychoneural immunology um, relationship, he's the one who gave voice to some of the difficulties that people in the system are having with the pharma, uh, pharmaceutical uh, dominance over the, over the medical industry. Um, so, uh, you know, we're not trashing anybody because, right. look, I'm the first one to say, never say never, I'm on some pharmaceutical drugs right, right. now, I, yeah. I thought I'd never have to, you know, take as many as I do for, for certain things that are going on because of this um, radiation long-term side effect thing. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge that it's a business. Healthcare in this country is a business, and the bottom line drives it. And so uh, that's the place to start when you, when you start, if you ever feel inclined to look into how pharmaceuticals really operate. I mean, it's a business. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of doctors, I have friends here where I live who are doctors who are saying they don't trust the studies that pharmaceuticals do anymore because very often the people who do the studies have a stake, a financial stake in the outcome of the studies. So that kind of thing isn't good for us, Mm -hmm. for the consumer. That's just another reason why, you know, we have to do our own research. We have to team up with the doctors who we trust are going to look a little deeper and allow us to be a holistic, you know, have a holistic experience with this. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and, and you know, cancer drugs are very, very, very expensive. Holy um, cow. They yeah. really are. I mean, I can remember hanging bags and one bag, a minimum price would be $500 oh. for one bag of oh. medication. It could go upwards into thousands depending yeah, on the drug. It's no wonder, you know, that, that um, people lose their homes over because they have to pay medical bills. Right. I, I had a, a surgery this, this summer in Los Angeles, and for one night of being in the hospital, if I hadn't had insurance, it would have been $117,000. Oh, my gosh. One night. And wow. that doesn't include the doctor's fee, the anesthesiologist. That was just to have the room and the nurse who, well, I won't even go into her, but, <laughs> um, you know, and fortunately I have insurance, so it was only right. 7000 But Wow. It's a it's a system that is is not going to is not sustainable, right. and I think that um, largely, thank God for the information age, because we're able to to learn more than ever before about our own situations and about our options. And doctors need to know that we're not coming in just going, "What do I do, doc?" You know, we're right. coming in informed and wanting to have the very very best for ourselves. And sometimes 
I hate to say it, but sometimes the pharmaceutical industry just may not have our best interest at heart. I know. I completely agree. I, I, I actually like the new commercials on TV that talk about drugs because <laughs> they list all the side effects. Yeah, and I know. As a nurse, I've, I've known this. I mean, I've had to get out my drug book every day that I worked as a nurse and read yeah. the side effects before I handed a pill, a new pill to a patient in particular. Yeah. And I had to kind of keep in my mind 20 potential sometimes life-threatening things that could happen from a little right. pill that I just gave someone that I don't know that well. Mm. You know, and, and so I, I find it fascinating that we now have public access. Mm. Somehow we must have some law that says that the pharmaceutical companies, if they're going to talk about the drug, they have to. And just listening to them, I'm thinking, wow, I don't think too many people are going to take that drug. <laughs> or yeah. I hope not, you know, because of what was just shared on television. Right, and, and, and that's the reality. We're, we're dealing with... Um, especially in the cancer industry, you're dealing with really intensely expensive and toxic stuff. And so um, that's when I, you know, and again, people choose that when it feels right to them and God bless us all, you know. But if you do choose to go the conventional route, I really urge people to just at least talk to a naturopath and find out what kind of stuff you can take to mitigate the side effects. Absolutely. I didn't do it because my doctor said not to, and I I wish I had because that really felt right to me, and I was hooked up with a a naturopathic oncologist, but I decided not to. And, um, you know, there's ways to do this that are safe and that are are good for us. And, And since we're dealing with a big business when we're dealing with cancer and with the pharmaceutical industry, um, we just have to know that that um, we may have different goals. Mm-hmm. And you also pointed out in the book that other things that work just as good as pharmacology, like, like traditional natural remedies, they cost less to produce. You know, they're not synthesized through um, unnatural ways. And so there isn't a lot of money-making potential behind them, and that's why pharmaceutical companies don't transfer over to more holistic approaches to medicine. Yeah. Well, you can't you can't patent anything that's natural. Oh, right. And most of the um, most of the alternative stuff really relies on natural, natural, you know, organic food or certain uh, things that they have come up with that are based you know, that are rooted in, in natural plants. So there's no there's no reason for uh, pharmaceutical companies to do any R&D on the stuff that they can't make money on. That's an understandable business choice, but again, it's a business. <laughs> right, right. It's a business, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take another break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm interviewing Lee Fortson, the author of Embrace, Release, Heal, an empowering guide to talking about, thinking about, and treating cancer. We'll be right back. Are you new to the fields of energy medicine, Reiki, or subtle energy therapies? Are you looking for a mentor or for insight and guidance into your health or destiny or for connecting with a loved one on the other side? Travis Taylor is described by other healers as a soul whisperer who nourishes the spirit and enlightens the being. As an empath, energy intuitive, and clairvoyant medium, he offers individual sessions, classes, workshops, and mentoring programs that will improve your health and well-being, expand your consciousness, and cultivate your soul. For more information about Travis and his upcoming events, please visit empathichealing.com. That's empathic healing.com be well have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path but aren't quite sure where to begin marie has a set of dvds that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom insight, and a dash of humor 
the Healing from Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerritt to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Hi, this is Adam Seward. Join me for an afternoon of presence. Awaken life every Monday at 3 p.m. here on Alternative Talk, 1150. For more info, go to www.embracingsilence.com. Ancient aliens and angelic ascension coming this Saturday morning. Manson Mitchell welcomes Philip Coppins, a leading contributor of the History Channel's Ancient Aliens series. Then Deborah Wilson joined us in studio for two full hours of angels and her new program, Oneness Becomes You. Are you ready to reawaken to heaven on earth? Find out on Manson Mitchell in the morning at 10, followed by the Gary Mann Show at 11 Pacific. Nowadays, you can go to just about any astrology website, type in your birth information, and download your chart. That's great, but how many of us know how to read it? Christopher Renstrom has created a course targeted for the person who's interested in astrology, but whose eyes glaze over whenever things start to get too technical and wordy. Join Christopher at his Beginning Astrology Weekend Workshop, February 25th and 26th, at the Courtyard on Lake Union. This class is perfect for those interested in learning about astrology, or perhaps even in becoming astrologers themselves one day. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Clear, clean, and crisp. Check us out in digital quality sound on FM 98.9 HD3. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. It's Thursday. So, of course, I'm interviewing a wonderful person. And today it's Lee Fortson. She is the author of Embrace, Release, Heal, an empowering guide to talking about, thinking about, and treating cancer. The cover is gorgeous, too, on top of that. It's beautiful. That was sounds true. My publisher <sighs> uh, came up with this, and, and it was their first um, rendition of a cover. And they sent it to me and said, you know, let us know if you have any any thoughts at all? And I looked at it and went, yeah, my thought is, it's gorgeous. I, know, right? I have won it. So I'm very lucky. I mean, it is, it's a very pretty It's book very and, pretty. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's green. And green is the highest healing color for the human race, by the way. So mm. it's, you picked the perfect color, at least when it comes to vibration and energy. Mm. And yeah, Sounds True is amazing. Uh, they are so wonderful in the way they talk to their authors. Is this your cover? You know, with a question mark, you know, mm-hmm. so that you can choose, mm-hmm. which is, I, I've heard, um, not normally the case. Yeah, so. they're very inclusive, and, and they are walking the talk big time. They're great. Well, one of the things I love about your book, too, is that you you have chapters, of course, about people's illnesses, which are fascinating and so interesting to read, especially for a medical person, but for anyone, just to know what's going on in someone's life and the options that they have to heal and what worked for someone. But you also have it broken down into beliefs, forgiveness, energy, uh, fortitude, intuition. 
And mm. and so really when I think about this book, it's really gratitude. That's another chapter for you. Uh, it's really for everyone, you know, because even when I was reading this, I'm like, okay, well, what are my expectations? I've been talking a lot about expectations right. on the show lately. And, and I really got that from your book, like, because I really believe that our mental state and our emotional state reflect in our bodies. And I'm always thinking about, okay, what do I need to do to keep myself healthy, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's a fabulous book for everyone. Um, and, of course, in very empowering and informative for cancer patients. So, well, it was, it's what saved me. I mean, I had, to, I had to learn all this stuff, you know, and go deeper with it myself in order to write about it. And I do believe I wrote this book to save myself. You know, <laughs> people say, oh, it's was so nice of you. And I'm like, mm, you know, yeah. no real deal here. <laughs> well, I really needed to focus on this. Well, I so appreciate that. I mean, again, you knew what you needed to do for you to be mm-hmm. well. And thankfully, I, th- I think that's true for, you know, when we do things, it creates a lot of passion for us and interests and a lot of energy. It ultimately is good for everyone in the universe. It is. And I, I do want to say one thing, because um, uh, I didn't know this before, but I know this now. People who are in, in really deep emotional pain or people who are in very severe physical pain have a harder time harnessing their their healing abilities and their, and their you know turning their thoughts in, into a way that can be more healing and I think we have to be very forgiving of ourselves and forgiving of our loved ones uh, if we perceive that they're not helping themselves enough because mm. um, pain either emotional or physical when it's ex- extreme it can throw you off track big time and um, you know, that's part of what can happen with the cancer journey. And you can you can really feel hopeless or you can feel like nothing is working. I mean, pain is a great diversion from um, the path of, of believing and, and knowing. So we just need to be very forgiving of, of ourselves and others. I think that was beautiful and really important to say because, you know, it's difficult when we're in a journey like that. To yeah. be fully present, it's it's very challenging. It's mm-hmm. it's hard, and and I think that's why if we can continue to work on ourselves and our deepen our awarenesses that no matter what comes in our life, that's a speed bump. No matter how big it might be, we might you know it's easier to navigate through it, and um, with some whole person understanding, you know. So so that's very helpful. So what do you think was the biggest thing that you learned about yourself in this whole process? Oh my gosh, um, do you have another six hours? Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I think the two things that, that really like, phew, tr- turned my brain around, my mindset around, was, was the power of gratitude and the power of forgiveness. Mm. And, um, oh, boy, I've been so blessed, you know, for so many years, and yet I, I had sort of this very subtle, the, ha- the uh, um, cup is half empty syndrome. I mean, I didn't even know it until everything sort of fell apart, and suddenly I saw how much I had to lose, and... Therefore, I realized how much I had, and I suddenly was seeing everything differently. Instead of looking at what needed to be changed or fixed or could be better or blah, 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 including my husband mm. or myself or, you know, my job or my house, whatever, whatever, I suddenly went, wow, what, what is currently present is, is really beautiful and really wonderful as it is. Yes, it's imperfect in my critical mind, but in my heart, it's fine. It was a huge shift, and gratitude is it's medicinal, man. I'll tell you, last night before I went to sleep, I was just saying out loud all the names of the people I loved. Wow. And, you know, it's like, I love you, Marie, and Aww. I love you. You know, and, and it was like, it's just the, the energy of gratitude. Oh, God, I mean, 
there were so many people I love, it took a little longer than I thought, but <laughs> it was great. And then forgiveness is um, unlocking the buried resentments and grievances. It's not easy to do. Everybody has to find their own way to do it. People said, how do you forgive? Well, I found my way, and I think uh, Colin Tipping wrote a book called Radical Forgiveness. I always recommend that because it goes very deeply into who we are, what our role was in that thing that we're um, grieve, you know, holding grievances about, and how we can free ourselves. And um, but you know, some people do it through prayer. Some people do it, and it could be a combination. But forgiveness, man, that's that's a biggie too. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think when we can move into that space then we can recognize our own part in it, whatever it yeah. was. And then it's not just one person's fault. It's it's less of a betrayal. It's more of a, oh, you know, there was a lack of understanding or I didn't yeah. listen to myself or, and not in a bad way, but in a, oh, now I understand myself better or I understand it's, the situation better. It's actually empowering to look at your role. But the, the first knee-jerk reaction that a lot of people have is, oh, so you're blaming yourself. Mm. And it's like, know, you know, whether whether you're taking responsibility for your health or whether you're just looking at a, a, a dynamic that was difficult, um, it's, it's, um, it's empowering to look at what you did or what you may have, uh, how you may have contributed so that you can simply understand that the power that you have is always at play. It's just how you play it out. And part of, I think, and I'd love your opinion on this, part of I think why we're here, a large part of why we're here, is to evolve into that part of ourselves that can can transcend um, the the really nitty gritty, you know, negative, blaming other people stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you do, you're free in a way that is. It's amazing. Just, yeah. It's, and it, it changes everything. I mean, yeah. It just it, the whole dynamics of. A particular situation and then ultimately your whole life greatly changes yeah. when you can find gratitude and take some responsibility for what happened. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, throughout the book, I noticed that a lot of the doctors, and most of them are oncologists, but who do more holistic approaches. They also do combinations of conventional holistic medicine as well. Um, that one of the things that they believe strongly is really getting educated about what's mm-hmm. out there. I think that the people, uh, again, whether they're um, alternative or allopathic, who understand the bigger issues of health always know that, that the more you know, the more power you come to the table with. And um, so, yeah, there's, there's no lack of information out there. And you really have to weed through a lot if you're online uh, and see what feels right to you and get references and talk to people. Um, knowledge is power in many ways. So, yeah, I think education is or they can especially just get about, your, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lee. Sorry. It's especially about diet. I mean, that's, uh, right. that's like a no-brainer. You gotta, you gotta uh, wrangle in a new diet if you know if you want to take this thing um, to the highest level. You can because the vibrations of the food that you put in you are going to affect the right. your system. And I think just as Americans, we don't really understand that. Con- Most Americans don't understand yeah. that concept. How important it is. Mm. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Um, I lost my thought there for a second. Oh no, no, please don't be sorry at all. That's perfectly fine. Well, I know what I was going to say. Or they could just get your book because you have so many places listed with websites, costs, location, doctor's names, telephone numbers, Mm -hmm. everything, where to stay when you're in that town. I mean, that is 
invaluable information so that as you are going to look on the web, which most people will, they also have this incredible book to look further into websites and to call and talk to people. And most of these people, these facilities are more than happy to listen and offer advice and take, you know, spend a lot of time with people helping them make choices. And, you know, it's, I love to hear from people who have done these different things that are in the book. Um, there's a woman I met recently in, in um, Fort Collins who uh, is down in Mexico right now working with Dr. Walker, who's one of the people featured in the book. Um, and she's been writing me, you know, writing updates, because I want to hear how people's experiences are. And uh, so um, I, I think that it's, uh, thank you for promoting the book. I think that, oh, sure. that it, it is a good reference book for people. It's fabulous. <laughs> it's well, thank fab- you. And I just love that I can send it to my clients. Um, you know, because sometimes uh, they just feel like there's no options for them other than conventional medicine. And, and I'm not an expert on all the unconventional um, opportunities out there. I haven't seen them or met them or experienced it myself. And so I just love that I can send this beautiful book to them and they can actually read real stories and talk to a real person in, at, a, at a facility and ask really great questions. So, oh, yeah. thank you. And what that, a blessing. That kind of education is great. Can I ask you a question? Okay. <laughs> given, the, given the gifts that you have, what do you, how do you perceive cancer? What is cancer? Or is it just different for everybody? Well, I, I have kind of like multiple thought forms about it. It's not just one thing for me. Um, it's just another way to kind of wake up is how I feel about it. You know, just like for some people, it could be a divorce or some person, it could be bankruptcy. Even good things um, scare the heck out of people, you know, so, well, it's true. Um, yeah. So I look at health issues. I, I kind of feel like we all have our own unique button. You know, some people... It, it, if they had a health issue, they wouldn't be alarmed, nor maybe would it create a lot of change for them because of whatever belief system they have. Someone right. else, it could be their loved one. or yeah. um, So I just believe it's another opportunity for us to um, have a, a transformation in our life, and that's how I feel about cancer. I think it's one of the most transformative diseases that we have on the planet. It really is an incredible opportunity. That's why I love to be an oncology nurse because I could just uh-huh. see people energetically even if they weren't consciously aware of the changes, but energetically they were morphing and morphing constantly because their life was basically out of their control, right. um, the majority of them. And so their defense mechanisms were dropping. It was just a phenomenal disease process. And now that we can maybe look at it with less fear and own our own intuition and power about any type of health issue in our body, um, then maybe we can embrace it just a little bit differently. Well, I think what you said is right on, and it's not everybody, but certainly the people that I've been in contact with who've had cancer and and the folks that are in the book that I interviewed. Wake-up call, yes, huge. And everybody, when they took a deeper look at themselves, understood where they needed to change, and they made those changes. Uh, And so it can be just such a, it can be such a good thing, ultimately. I certainly made those changes, and my now 15-year-old daughter and I were talking, and I, I said, you know, the one thing I still carry around with me is guilt about what you guys have had to go through. And she just looked at me and she said, Mom, don't you realize that our family is so much closer than we were before? And, and she said, I wouldn't change it. I'm, I'm just 
I know that it was right, and I see the changes in you, and I know that we're all closer because of it. Oh, that was huge. That's beautiful. And we're yeah. going to close on that gorgeous comment. I'm, I'm so happy for your health and your well-being and your thank dedication, you. your welcome, and desire to help all of us heal. Um, thank you so much for writing the book, and come over for dinner whenever you want. <laughs> okay, I'll I can't wait to hug you. <laughs> oh, likewise, likewise. Oh, have a beautiful day in Colorado, and thanks again, Lee, for all your work. Thank you so much. Alrighty, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this show. Until next week, joyful blessings. Bye-bye.